I'm really excited about what God's going to do over the next year through everything we're doing here at Milton Keynes Christian Centre. And we, I want to thank you already for being part of what we're doing. If you want to find out more about the whole all-in campaign, our vision for the next year, then go to mkcc.org.uk and then you can read all about it there. You can also make a gift and you can also make a pledge for the next 12 months. You know, when we read the New Testament, uh, we read many letters that Paul wrote to local groups of Christians all over the place and uh, to a certain group of friends uh, in a place called Corinth. He was encouraging them to live full, generous, limitless lives. This is how he puts it to them in his second letter he wrote to them. Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. We didn't fence you in. The smallness that you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. Hey, we don't want to live small lives, do we? I'm speaking as plainly as I can with great affection. Open up your lives, live openly and expansively. You know, the aim of this series that we've called Limitless is to help connect or reconnect our deepest affections to a limitless God. And uh, a few verses um, further on, Paul gives a surprising description of a limitless life, what it looks like. And when I first read this, it, it didn't strike me as limitless. He says, my life is like by great endurance in afflictions, hardship, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, um, sleepy, sleepless nights, and hunger. Great endurance in all these things. He lived his life by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right and left hand. You know, when the people in Corinth first heard this, these words, uh, they wouldn't have been sitting by themselves reading it in, in, a, in a manuscript, but this would have been read out in front of the church, together, gathered in community, hearing what the Apostle Paul had to say to them. And he would have spent time with the person who was reading that letter, who delivered it to Corinth. And uh, he would have told them what were the important parts. He would have even helped them to demonstrate uh, dramatically um, what, what he wanted to say. And I think when he talked about this weapons of righteousness for his right and his left hand, and we follow on the rest of the things, I believe that the person was a bit like this, right and left hand, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. We were treated as impostors, yet are true, as unknown and yet known, as dying, and behold, we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing, yet possessing everything. God gave Paul and his friends the power to live a limitless life when there was limitations and there wasn't. 
And uh, he was saying that my deepest affections are focused on a limitless God. So it empowers him and us to live a limitless life, even in some of the most limited circumstances. Over the last few weeks, we've heard from a number of different preachers. We've heard about limitless faith. We've heard about limitless grace, love, limitless hope. I would encourage you to pop back and have a look at some of the messages if you've missed them over this last little while. And today, I'm going to talk to you about the limitless peace that is on offer from God. Now, many of you will know me, and if you know me a little bit, you know that I'm probably not a man of peace. Um, if you want peace, then go and talk to my wife. But I'm not the person that brings peace into a situation always. Uh, even this week, Nicola was doing a training session for s some people and uh, she got evaluated on what she was training and the person evaluated her. And the first thing they said about Nicola was, Nicola, you got a great style and you're so gentle. Um, and unfortunately, she married somebody that is completely different to that. She's gentle and I'm not. And often, uh, Nicola will say to me, Billy, very often in your life, you're right. Not always, obviously, but very often you're right, but you say it in the wrong way. And you say some harsh words. And uh, I'm still trying to learn that to be a little bit more peaceful. But also, I believe that part of my gift in in God is, is a prophetic gift to stir up the people of God to break camp and to move on and continue in, in the pilgrimage. You know, we have got a great opportunity here at Milton Keynes Christian Center, and we live in a great city, and we want to see the people of the city reached with the gospel of Jesus to, so that they can know the peace of God in their lives. And we don't want to just sit around and wait, but we want to break camp and move out and touch more people about Jesus. And you know, I don't know about you, but w when we say the word peace, what springs to mind? Maybe you could take a moment to drop in the comments what your idea of peace is. Peace for me would include probably a book, um, a glass of red wine, some sun, but with some shade. You've got to remember I'm Scottish, so I can't cope with the sun. But that would be involved in my uh, image of peace. And uh, many years ago, and again, I've told you this before, but Nicola and I, we, we booked a, a holiday of a lifetime for our honeymoon. We booked to go to Jamaica. It was all set. It was a, a, a hotel on the beach. Everything was great. And the day we were due to fly, Hurricane Gilbert hit Jamaica and caused all sorts of damage. So that was it. Now, we always planned to go back. But then we had kids, and so you haven't got so much money. And then I started working for a church, and then you have even less money. And so it took a long time. But a couple of years ago, for our 30th anniversary and Nicholas' 50th birthday, we booked uh, a holiday to go back to Jamaica. And it was perfect. Sea, sand, sun, shade, my Kindle, and Nicola off in the distance practicing uh, her paddle boarding. She's, first time she's done that, she was a bit scared because she thought Jaws was going to come and get her. Everything was perfect. I looked around and I thought, man, this is just an incredible day. And then the phone rang. And here on the phone from back home, uh, 
was my son Liam to tell me he was involved in a car crash. And uh, you think, I've got all this beautiful peace around me, but now I've got all this stuff going on in my head. And very often, peace isn't about what's around us and the situation we find us in. Peace is very often is what is happening inside our heads, the turmoil that sometimes goes on. Um, but when we talk about the peace of God can give, I really believe it is much more than a destination, a place, a book, a retreat. And uh, Paul's description of his life and that of his team that we read earlier has highs and lows. Uh, but God can bring his peace into the good and the bad areas of our lives. And if you remember thinking about Jesus, there's that other story when he goes out in the uh, boat with his disciples and he's crossing the sea and then he gets across and then suddenly a storm blows up and uh, the boat's taken on water. The disciples are running around trying to get everything done, trying to, trying to get rid of the water. Where's Jesus? He's sleeping in the bottom of the boat and the uh, disciples are panicking and Jesus is sleeping. You know, Jesus' peace was not dependent on calm seas, but in the middle of a raging sea, it was fueled by his implicit trust of his Father. And you know, sometimes we can have all sorts of stuff going on round about us, but we can still have the peace of God in our hearts. In another letter he wrote to, Paul wrote to the Philippian church, um, he says this in, in chapter 4, it goes, rejoice in the Lord, when? Always. Rejoice in the Lord, always. Again, I say rejoice. He's emphasizing that in all times we can rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Maybe the better translation there is let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious. The Lord is close. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And what happens then? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That whatever situation we face, if we will come to God and we'll talk to him and humbly put ourselves before him, then he will give us the peace of God that goes beyond our wildest imaginations that will help us to deal with the turmoil that sometimes can be going on in our hearts and of course, our minds. But you know, the peace of God, peace that God gives before it ever affects our lives here horizontally in this world. The peace of God needs to come vertically as well. What do I, what do I mean by that? Like that, if we jump over to Romans 5, Paul says to the Romans, he says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying, you were separated and you were enemies of God. You were split up from God because of your sin. And God ju justified you through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. He put peace between you and God. 
says a few verses later, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, how much more now we are reconciled, just shall we be saved by his life. He said, there was a great gulf between us and God. We were enemies to God, but through Jesus coming and dying and taking our sin and, and giving us his righteousness, suddenly we go from a situation where we are enemies of God till peace breaks out, and Jesus brings that peace. And we need to know that peace, a vertical peace that God brings to us that we are now classed as the friends of God. And if you don't know that in your life today, then that can be for you. No matter where your life has gone, no matter how much an enemy you are of God, he wants to break into your life because Jesus wants to make the difference. So that peace of God needs to come into our life. Let me read to you from Ephesians 2. Paul says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have now been brought near by the blood of Christ. Isn't that great? We who that were far off have now been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us one. Let me talk to you about, about this church here. They were having a struggle between the Jews and the Gentiles. And uh, both thought they wanted to do things their own way. And there was a, it was probably the biggest division that existed in the church at that time. And Paul steps into that division and he says, this peace that we have received from God, that we are now friends with God, moving from out far off to near, that that peace now makes a difference in the church and our relationships around about. And he says that the two have become one. You know, that, that's so important in our, in our lives, in our relationships in the church. I don't know what you can think about in your life that is a big division or difference in the church at this moment in time. But what we need to know is that through the peace of God coming into our lives, there needs to be a peace of God going through our relationships with others in the church. You know, the context that Paul is writing to the Philippians at this time, if you read back just a few verses earlier, um, is that um, there was a, 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 a two ladies in the church and they used to work side by side with Paul on the ministry and now they were at loggerheads with each, with each other. I don't know what went on, but they had fallen out with, with each other and they're causing difficulties in the church. And he's saying to them, this reconciliation, this peace that is won by Christ, bringing peace to you must affect your relationships with each other. Let me read again what he says. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. He's saying that to these two ladies. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. You know, if we know the Lord is near uh, and was next to us now, we would probably act a little bit different. So be gentle and realize that the Lord is now near to you. He's not far off. Do not be anxious, this whole thing that you've got involved in, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by what? By prayer and supplication. Supplication just means humbly asking. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind. He's saying to, the, to these two ladies, bring it to God in prayer. Understand that God is nearby, and He will bring a, bring a peace to your life and to the people around. Now, let me just pick up one more thing before I finish from, from this verse. You know, the, it, it talks about a peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Now, isn't that incredible? Now, when you think about understanding, think about thoughts, about mind. And he's saying, well, you know, where do we have the battle when we're anxious in our life, when we don't have peace? I don't know about you, but the battle in my life is all in the brain. It's all in the mind because you're lying in bed at night, you're worrying about something, you don't know what's coming next, you don't know uh, what your job, if your job's going to be there on the next day, but it all sort of happens in the mind. He says, so I want to give you a peace that surpasses any thoughts that you have in your mind. So you're anxious about something, and I want to give you peace in the middle of that situation. And I want to give you thoughts that are so much greater than the other thoughts that you've got going through your mind at this time, so that the anxiousness will disappear and be replaced by my peace. And how do you do that? By coming to the Lord in prayer. You know, I'm a Mr. Fix-It. If, if I'm in a problem, I want to fix it. I want to work it all out. I don't know what you're like, but if, if I've got a plan and I'm working to it, that's great. But often I'm trying to work it out in my own strength, in my own mind. But God is saying to us, if you come to me in prayer, particularly when you're anxious, I'm going to give you thoughts that are greater than your thoughts, plans that are greater than your plans. If you will put your trust in me, you will experience a peace that is above everything. You know, the peace that Jesus gives is not based on circumstance. The peace is not based on how good or bad the situation we find ourselves in. It is a peace in the middle of a global pandemic. It's peace when you have to isolate alone. It's peace when your job is taken away. It's peace when your child has gone off to university and COVID is raging through it. It's peace when your mom and dad is ill with COVID a thousand miles away in hospital. We can know the peace of God. So first we need to understand the vertical peace that God brings into our life. And now we are classed as the friends of God, which then impacts our relationships around about us because we are one in Christ Jesus and, and we need to have peace there. But we also need to know the peace of God in every situation like Paul did through every circumstance that he is with us and he will give us the thoughts that we need to walk through that circumstance. You know, just as we close, I want to pray for you. And if you're going through a situation at the moment where maybe some of the things I've talked about there, maybe you're in the middle of that and you need some peace, I'd like you just to reach out your hand to the screen or whatever you're watching on at this moment in time and just open your heart to God. And I'm going to pray that God will give you thoughts that are greater than your thoughts and, and a peace that is greater than anything you can do by yourself. Father God, we are so thankful that you came uh, and with a plan to heal the gulf that is between us and you. 
and you have taken away our sin through the death of Jesus Christ, and you have reconciled us together, and peace now exists between you and us. And you have sent the Holy Spirit into this world and lives inside of us every moment of every day. And now you're always at hand, no matter what we experience, no matter what the situations and no matter what the circumstance, you are with us. And I pray for every single person that needs to know your peace at this moment in time, that they would come before you with prayer and supplication and wait and listen for your voice to bring peace into the situation and give them thoughts, uh, your plans, your thoughts into their heart at this moment in time. In Jesus' name, we ask it. 